Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, where it's all about helping you navigate to a better financial future. Your hosts, Jeff Green and Lauren Smith, explore topics that cover your finances, retirement, legacy, and how to live your life to the fullest. Whether you are an oil and gas professional or someone who has built an executive career in another industry, come join Jeff and Lauren in the Green Zone. This show is part of a special series that Jeff Green and Lauren Smith have created to raise awareness of several groups that support special populations and their families. They hope that once you've heard these stories, you will choose to recognize the work being done with your time and your dollars. The PTSD Foundation of America serves combat vets from all eras. Among its efforts is Camp Hope, a residential program where vets can stay for six months or even a year, getting peer-to-peer support and professional counseling. David Malsby is with Jeff and Lauren to talk about the foundation. So, Lauren, guess who we have here today? Tell me, Jeff. Well, something near and dear to my heart. Uh, This is David Malsby. He is the executive director of the PTSD Foundation of America. David, welcome. How are you? Well, I'm doing fantastic and very excited to uh, be able to spend a little time with you, tell a little bit about what we're doing in our veteran community. Well, we're happy to have you. So why don't you just get, why don't we just go jump into it and tell us a little bit about your background and how you started this mission. Well, my background actually is pastoring, uh, pastored a church in the area and uh, it grew quite a bit while we were there. Uh, kind of got tired of uh, just being in board meeting or construction meetings, building a new building or how we're going to pay for it kind of meetings and really wanted to get my hands dirty. And um I tried to work with another uh, nonprofit here and there, and they do great things that the communication side was a little uh, difficult, but uh, had the opportunity to start the mission of the PTSD Foundation of America, which we are a peer-to-peer program uh, dealing with combat-related post-traumatic stress. Uh, so I just hit the streets in Houston, started finding vets um uh, that were either homeless or going to veteran-related events and find the guys that were kind of on the outskirts, and you could tell they weren't feeling too comfortable. Just started striking up conversations with them, trying to help them one-on-one. And uh, once we were able to help two or three people with some of the things that were going on in their life, uh, we began to spread a little bit that we were actually doing something and not just talking about it. And uh, then we began our first groups, which we now run groups and different locations across the city of Houston, across Texas, and in a few states across the country. Uh, That portion has grown. And uh, then three years after we began that, in 2012, we opened uh, our residential facility that we call Camp Hope, where we bring veterans in from all across the country, uh, every era of war. And uh, they live with us about six months, sometimes up to a year. And uh, everything so what, we what, do is camp, absolutely free. Well, tell me a little bit more about Camp Hope. Where you know is that? Where is that located? How's that? How's that run? What's it like? Uh, what's it like? Sure, we're on the north side of Houston. Those familiar uh, with where the Sam Houston Horse Race Track is. We're just a rock throw away from there. Um, but it is the residential program, so we're bringing guys in from everywhere, and it's all day, every day. It starts at seven o'clock in the morning, runs through about seven o'clock at night. It is a whole person approach. Uh, so we deal with every aspect of their life. Uh, and it is, again, peer to peer in our programming, but they also get some licensed professional counseling each and every week as well. 
So they get a pretty wide array of uh, tools to help them understand what happened, uh, why they have PTSD, and how they can cope with it. David, for listeners that don't know, can you explain a little bit more about you know what PTSD is and how it can affect people? Yes, and thank you for that, because there's a lot of misperception. Uh, a lot of folks, uh, particularly local news, they kind of distort what's going on with PTSD. If there's some random shooting that happens to be a veteran, there's always somebody around that says they might have PTSD, and people kind of assume that's why they do those things, and that's not the case. Uh, if you take a 17-, 18-year-old kid, uh, put him in Marine Corps uniform, send him around the world, he's kicking down doors every day, seeing things no one should have to see, but certainly on an 18-year-old. Uh, losing people, uh, then coming home to a world that just seems so disconnected from what they've just experienced. And their brain basically had to rewire itself to deal with the trauma of war and the day-to-day task of war. Uh, For instance, you know, a trash bag on the side of the road in uh, Baghdad may not have been a trash can. It could have been an IED. But they come home and they're so used to that being a possible threat, they can't rewire their brain back to it's just trash day and the neighbors have the trash out. Uh, So that's what we have to deal with, helping them understand that. And what the PTSD does is it causes them to isolate and turn inward and self-harm, not into harming others. Uh, That's the last thing we want to do is harm others. So that's one of the reasons why we have some startling suicide statistics in our veteran community, as well as uh, other statistics that are very tragic and what's going on with our veterans. How do you help these guys? When they walk onto our campus, it's all combat veterans. So for many, including guys that stepped out of Vietnam 50 plus years ago, they tell me, when they stepped onto this campus and into one of our warrior groups with nothing but combat vets, it's the very first time they felt safe. Uh, sometimes they say it's the very first time they felt at home since they left their FOB wherever they were serving. Uh, so they feel safe. They feel like, hey, these are, I'm back with my brothers. I'm back with people who understand, people who get it. And that's a big, big part of what we're able to do is just provide them a safe place to start to understand what happened and how to work through that trauma and turn it into uh, something purposeful going forward instead of something destructive. So FOB is forward operating base for all those people that don't know. Oh, sorry. Yes, sir. That's okay. <laughs> I, I understand the lingo. I served myself, uh, 86 to 89. So the warrior groups are all combat vets just, you know, the, I guess you have some of those some of those combat vets are the counselors, correct? Oh, yes. So uh, yeah. the guys who run those groups are guys who have come through our program. And I mm-hmm. might also just mention we're dealing with combat related PTSD. So 99% of that is veterans. But on occasion, it's it's a contractor that suited up and went out with our guys. We've had uh, interpreters. Uh, that suited up and went out with our guys on combat missions and dealt with PTSD. They weren't, you know, Army or Marine or whatever. They were government contractors, but they've been in combat. They are welcome in our groups. Gotcha. What about the family groups? That's the key part of the long-term success that we've been able to see here. We just had a reunion uh, this summer, brought in over 150 of the graduates of our program. And one of the things we see repetitively, and we certainly saw it during the reunion, 
is the work with the family groups. They have to understand what happened to their loved one. And I, I get it. I, if if my child went to Afghanistan and was over there for however long or multiple tours and he came home and he had his arms and his legs and his eyes, man, I just, man, I'm so happy you're home and safe. And there's a lot of enabling that goes on and it just leads to more destructive decisions through time. So we have to help the families understand what happened to their loved one and then how to put safe, loving boundaries in their lives so that they work toward a healthy future rather than a self-destructive future. So anyone that's a family member, sometimes it's even just friends that care uh, are, are in those family groups. And uh, those are very important to what we are able to do and accomplish long-term. That's awesome. I love your yeah, organization. Right. Um, I've done a little bit of PTSD counseling myself, helping some guys out with some other uh, combat vets, but I really like your organization. And um, if, if people want to, I'm assuming this is all uh, donor funded. So, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It's, and it's everything from uh, we've had, when we first opened Camp Hope, we had an elderly couple that would show up in a little you know, old sedan, pop the trunk and pull out three or four gallons of milk, four, four or five loaves of bread, a couple dozen eggs, sit them on the porch and just drive off and leave. We never even knew who they were. Uh, but we've had that. And then of course we have individuals you know, who give $20 a month or some give 2000 a month. And then we have companies that do fundraisers within their companies. And that's how we're operated hundred percent through, through donations. I love it. So if the listeners out there want to donate, how would they do that? Website's always where we try to drive them, ptsdusa.org. Uh, it's got all the information. If you want to write a check or if you want to do a fundraiser, there's forms for that. And, of course, you know, credit card. We love folks who sign up to donate uh, recurring credit card charges because it's just money we know we can count on. Uh, but there's a lot of ways to get involved, including people that shop Amazon. I don't know if you guys heard of this thing called COVID that broke out a couple of years ago, but a bunch of Sounds people familiar. Yeah, a bunch of people start buying from Amazon. Tell them, look, if you do Amazon, just go to Amazon Smile. It's the same price, the same shopping experience, the same everything. But you get to select a charity and uh, tell Amazon where to send some of their charitable gifts. Uh, so you choose PTSD Foundation of America. It doesn't cost you a penny. doesn't change anything. But every quarter we get a check from Amazon from people who order their things for Amazon, but choose us as their uh, charity. So there's a yeah, lot that's of a ways great, to get I mean, that's wow. a great thing I to did, do. We yeah, all shop on Amazon. Absolutely. So it doesn't cost Amazon Smile. So, uh, so where on Amazon is that? I mean, it's Amazon yeah. Smile. Amazon Smile. Yeah, just, okay. Amazon Smile. If you're a prime member, all the information's right there. You just click and choose PTSD Foundation of America as your charity. And it's set and it's done. You don't have to worry about it. Just, it just automatically happens. Tip. Outstanding. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Do you guys have any events during the year? Anything Ooh. anybody can show up to? A lot. <laughs> so we have uh, organizations. We have three golf tournaments coming up over the next two weeks from right now. But uh, wow. there's there's a number of events that go on not only in the Houston area but across Texas and across the country. Is that and, all on the website? Uh, all that's available on our website or right. through our social media is a good way to follow that as well. So where can we find you on social media? Twitter and Facebook. We are PTSD USA, just like our website, PTSD USA. Uh, on 
uh, let's see, on Instagram, it's a little different. I think it's PTSD Foundation of America, if I remember right. Well, uh, I'll uh, definitely connect with you on there. And um, man, I look forward to seeing you in the future here. I'll probably be at one of your events. I'll certainly be donating uh, here along the way. That's for sure. Well, we have a big barbecue coming up, Waller County, on uh, Veterans Day weekend. It's a blast. We're going to have about 60 or 70 cook-off teams. So oh. there's, yeah, there's meat sweats by the time it's all said and done. But it, it it's all free, but it raises a bunch of money for our organization. And everybody has, has a great time. So uh, we, we'd love to have you. Very cool. Yeah, that's I'll awesome. look that up on the website. Yeah, I may be out there. David, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on. Really love your cause, and uh, thank you for doing this. Hey, thank you very much for the opportunity to share what we're doing. Thank you, David. Wonderful discussion, David. In the show notes, there is information on the many ways you can support the PTSD Foundation of America. Next, Lauren continues the military theme and introduces us to Ted Probert of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation and the organization's focus on educating the children of Marines. Today, we are here with Ted Probert. So he is the president and CEO of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. We've got Jeff out today under the weather. So it's me and Ted today. So Ted, tell me a little bit about your background and, you know, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Yeah, so Lauren, thank you so much. It's uh, fabulous to be with you today. And um, I have uh, been the president and CEO of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation for about a year and a half. Um, prior to that, Ted spent uh, um, 25 years in educational fundraising. So um, went to Duke University, was in the NROTC program there and commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Marine Corps. Um, and then after um, about a three and a half year active duty um, stint, spent the majority of my time in the Marine Corps Reserves, uh, retired with 21 years as a, as a lieutenant colonel in 2014. And concurrently during that period was working in educational fundraising um, at say Phillips Exeter Academy for 15 years and running major campaigns for them. So I became first the chief development officer for the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation and then became the president and CEO about uh, a year and a half ago. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, the foundation. So, you know, how did it get started? Who all do you guys serve? You know, what's the mission? Fantastic. In 1962, there was a World War II Marine Corps Medal of Honor recipient who couldn't afford to send his son to college. And he had shared this with uh, some families in New York City area and 10, family, 10 families got together and raised $1,500. And so the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation was created at that point. Um, over 60 years, our mission is to honor Marines by educating their children. We're the largest provider of needs-based financial aid to members of the military. And we're basically, and, and it's needs-based. We support 100% of those that are eligible and that, that apply for uh, support. It's tagged to the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps salary. So anybody that, you know, kind of 110,000 and below, um, you know, qualifies as long as the student has a 2.0 GPA or higher and that the parent honorably served. And we, in addition to serving the dependents of Marines, we serve um, Navy corpsmen that served with Marine Corps units or Navy chaplains or religious professionals um, that, that also did because those the Marine Corps doesn't have its medical or chaplain corps of its own. So that's awesome. Jeff and I actually had the um, privilege of going to you got the foundation's gala in Houston this year. So I guess it was about a month ago. Correct. And we watched the story. They had a story of one of the kids of a Marine who received the scholarship 
maybe it was last year and just listening to his story, um, you know, being given the ability to go to college and to excel. And I don't remember exactly what he was majoring in, but, you know, he had aspirations and he was, you know, given this opportunity and it was just so heartwarming to see that and to see how the organization is impacting and making a difference in, you know, these kids' lives. And, and Lauren, what you just spoke to, the students are our absolute best ambassadors. Um, they are the ones that speak from the heart with regards to how the support changed their lives and frankly shaped their lives. 40% um, of our, our student recipients are first-generation college students. And the other thing is, is that uh, um, the, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation is kind of that gravy on top that allows the student to have and enjoy a full college experience without having to incur debt or um, significant jobs in order to help themselves through college. Yeah, I mean, so great. And it just, you know, to see someone that young, he was a college student and just so appreciative and so looking forward to the future ahead of him. And it it showed his dad who was in the Marines um, and just the pride on his face. It was just, I mean, such a heartwarming. I, I looked around and everybody in tears are in everybody's eyes, just such a great, great organization. You know, is there anything that people don't know about the organization? I think a lot of, of, uh, of people don't know that we exist out there. Um, and that's and that's really on two sides. Uh, there are, um, we right now support about 11% of the applicable pool of student candidates out there. And largely, you know, we've been a word of mouth organization or a student will find us online as they're searching for financial aid opportunities. But I think a lot of our um, Marine Corps dependents don't know that the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation exists on one hand. And the other is that for investors, which is what we call our donors, investors know that the, uh, um, you know, I mean, Marines care about Marines. Um, there's a tremendous pride in, in having, you know, earned the Eagle Globe and Anchor, as well as, you know, taking care of Marine families. I mean, we, we'll say you never leave a Marine behind. And so the opportunity for Marines to be aware that the foundation exists and to be able to support these, um, these dependents by, you know, really truly honoring their Marines by helping to educate their children. Right. So when people make donations to the organization, where does that money go? Is it just, is it funding education? Is it, you know, paying room and board? What is, what is the money going towards when you make a donation? Yeah, it actually can go to any aspect of uh, the student's educational experience. So it can go to tuition, room and board, could go to books, um, could go to transportation um, needs for a student that might live in a remote location and just, you know, needing to get to, to and from school, um, as a commuter, or we also, in addition to providing college support, support students that are pursuing career technical education. Uh, so, you know, whether that's in the health sciences or, um, you know, the old Votech uh, idea of, you know, supporting students in those regards as well. It's pretty much all encompassing for their really educational needs. Correct. I've got a couple of statistics in front of me, and I think that they're really interesting, so I want to mention it. So, 91% of your scholarship recipients graduate compared to 56% nationally. I think that's amazing. That's such a, that's, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. And then a 3.43 average GPA compared to 3.15 nationally. And then 50% of their scholarship recipients graduate with little to no debt compared to 30% nationally. That's awesome. You guys are really, I mean, making a difference in so many people's lives. Well, and I think, Lauren, that uh, um, I think that these students that have grown up in a household of kind of honor, courage, commitment as, you know, core values of the Marine Corps, 
look at the gift that they've been given um, for their educational needs and kind of treat that gift with honor as well. And so the, the dedication and focus that they, they take towards graduating um, and the statistic you said at you know, 91% really should let investors know that the, you know, the, the impact that their gift is having is, is, a, is really making a difference, but also a great return on their investment. Definitely. What do you guys do to raise money? So I, I know we attended the gala. What other things, what other events can people get involved with? Is it, you know, we were in the Houston location. Is it a national? Every city has different events. I, I wish we could do every city, but uh, we do about 40 events a year that, you know, run from golf tournaments to black tie f- uh, functions as well. And we're involved in a lot of the, the major tier one cities, um, you know, so New York, Los Angeles, Houston, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and then we do, uh, you know, smaller events in, in in some of our golf events in you know Florida or Arizona or California. We've done some other types of friend racers that have involved like a you know kind of a, a whiskey tasting. We're really not limited to to you know anything. We do those which are on our website at uh, www.mcsf.org that show the events and ways for folks to get involved. And then we do a lot of personal visits and engagement with individuals throughout the country. That's awesome. So if anyone wants to see ways they can get involved, tell us the website again. It's uh, it's mcsf.org. So Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation.org. mcfs.org. And we'll have that in the show notes also so that everybody can go and donate. Anything else you want people to know just about your mission, about the foundation as a whole? There's there's a statistic that uh, um, that I love to to, to think about uh, that wasn't one of the ones you quoted there, and this year um, the the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation has awarded over twenty six hundred scholarships to uh, valued at uh, uh, over ten million. The statistic I find, Lauren, is those twenty six hundred scholarship recipients, the cumulative years of service that their parents served in the military, exceeds twenty nine thousand years. Gosh, wow. Yeah. And, and one other one other point that uh, the, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation actually was just named the National Scholarship Provider of the Year at the. Oh, that's amazing. It is. Congratulations. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. It's a tremendous accomplishment. And um, through the National Scholarship Providers Association, just had this designation in, in October of this past year. Right. You guys are really doing something. And, you know, for the Marines and all the military that serve for our country, I mean, such a great thing to do for them and for their children. So well, I commend you guys for that. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's an honor and a blessing to be able to work for such a great organization and to know that we're supporting so many families in a meaningful way. Well, thank you so much, Ted. So people can get in touch. What, do you guys have any social media, anything for anyone else to follow other we than do, the website? We do. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. All of those are available on our website as well. And um, you know, so just encourage people to, to participate and join us in any way that they can. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Ted. We will definitely be or, uh, donating to the organization. Hope to get invited back to the gala next year also. We, we look forward to it, Lauren, and look forward to in seeing you in person the next time. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. So much great information in that interview. Thanks, Ted. And again, please check our show notes for information on the work of the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Remember, this is part of a series of interviews by Jeff and Lauren to highlight organizations doing good work. If you are inspired by these stories, please use the links in the show notes to support them. Also, 
Please share this podcast with friends and family so we can spread the word. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and a registered principal for RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 1400 Post Oak Boulevard, Suite 150, Houston, Texas, 77056, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests.